First City Focus is supported in part by Good Samaritan, a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org. Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities, online at dukeenergy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to First City Focus. I'm your host, Nicole Carey. On this episode, the Vincennes University Theater Department is hard at work preparing for another great semester of onstage productions. We'll take a look at what's being planned. The Old Town Players have a strong history in Vincennes. We'll take a look at how the theatrical group came to be and some of the challenges they're facing today. And just blocks off of the Ohio River in southern Indiana sits a candy shop known for its rich historical roots. We'll see what sweet offerings have helped place it on the map. We have these stories and more right now on First City Focus. Each semester is an exciting new chapter for the Vincent University Theater Department with efforts to bring great productions to the stage. Here to fill us in on the productions promised to entertain us this semester is theater program chair and professor Kendra Klauser. Thanks for joining me today. Of course, thanks for having me. Um, the theater major at Vincent University is going strong. What is the overall experience for the students when they step on campus? Well, I think what's great about our program is they can get involved immediately. So not only do they have a wide range of theater courses they can take, um, but also auditioning and being cast, working backstage, all of that can happen right from the very beginning. And so I think we immediately form a great bond with our students. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the best part of being here. What's the benefit, the biggest benefit you, you feel um, for students who come to VU to study theater versus a larger university? Well, depending on the school, there's a lot of, we have a lot of theater schools in Indiana, mm -hmm. and some of them have hundreds of students. So it does take a long time before you have an option to be on stage or work mm -hmm. in that position backstage that you want to do. And here, I mean, people start working in our fall show right away if they want to. And it's really great because... That way, I get to know them well. They get to know each other well. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, a, it's an amazing growth process. So by the time they're ready to transfer to a four-year institution, mm -hmm. um, they really have a great resume to, um, to provide. And we've gotten some good feedback on students that ha have transferred to other universities. So it makes me glad that we're doing a good thing. That's great. Um, I know every semester you really go out of your way um, to select the productions that the students um, are going to bring to the stage. What all goes into the selection process? That's a good question because we've started something new in the last year or so. Um, we actually have a student advisory committee, mm -hmm. and so they help uh, with that selection process. Um, we usually do a larger show in the fall, mm -hmm. and it's every other year it's a musical. And then in the, in the winter, we do a smaller show. Mm -hmm. And then in the spring, we do a children's show. And um, with the um, support of the Red Scout Museum, we are able to bring in third graders to that show. That's great. So the year we don't do a musical in the fall, 
we do a children's musical, which is what we're doing this year. Okay. Well, your first production for the semester um, is entitled Fear. Yes. Um, it's not only performed by the students, but it's also comprised of short plays that are written by students and faculty here at VU. Yes. Tell us about it. Yes. Um, we had several shows that we were looking at, and nothing was like, seemed the right pick. Mm -hmm. And so since we had some very strong writers and students who are very um, leadership oriented, mm -hmm. we decided we would go ahead and try an all original production. Wow. So it has, it's comprised of six short plays and two monologues. Mm -hmm. And then in between the pieces are what are called devised pieces. So they're kind of original things that are created with the group altogether. Mm -hmm. And I would guess with the title Fear, um, that's kind of the theme that threads them all together. Yes, and the students chose that. Mm -hmm. So that was by far their, um, when, they, when they had an option to choose the theme, um, that was the theme that, that won. And I really think it's worked well. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about what, sure. what we might be seeing then sure. with it? Um, it? It runs the gambit of mm -hmm. what fear means. Um, it, it, there are even pieces that have a little bit of humor in them. And um, fear being literal fear, fear being uh, associated with other people, mm -hmm. um, fear being within oneself. And, um, but I think, I think the thing that an audience member would really take from it is it'll be a great performance, but it's also things that the audience can relate to. Mm -hmm. Because in some aspect, they probably either have experienced it or know somebody who has experienced some of the things we deal with. I will say, as a trigger warning, mm -hmm. some of the topics are very serious. Okay. And so we deal a little bit with domestic violence and some of those topics that um, for audience members um, might be a little tricky. Mm -hmm. But we always say, you know, if, if ever an audience member doesn't feel comfortable, they, they're more than welcome to step out. Absolutely. And they're all short plays, so mm -hmm. luckily they don't last very long. So they move on to a new mm -hmm. topic. Um, so age suggestion of appropriate audience? Oh, that's a good question. I would probably say, unless a child is very precocious, mm -hmm. um, mi middle school and up would mm -hmm. be a better choice. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that starts um, February 16th. Yeah. Runs the 16th, 17th, and 18th at 7 p.m. And then the matinee on February 19th at 2 p.m. Yes. Um, as far as uh, folks showing up, uh, do they need to um, show up well at advance in time? Or? I usually suggest that people arrive between um, 6.30 and 6.45 mm -hmm. uh, just so that they can get their tickets. Um, it is free for faculty, staff, and students. Mm -hmm. um, and then tickets are $12 for adults, $7 for seniors, mm -hmm. $5 for other students. And... Um, that way, also, we have open seating, mm -hmm. so they have time to decide pick, where they want to go. where they yep. want to go. Exactly, exactly. Um, how do the students feel about seeing their work come to life on stage? They're so excited. Um, it, I'm hoping it's something we can continue to do because mm -hmm. it has been, it's been an amazing process, both for us as a faculty and for the students. Um, and I really would like to eventually um, do something like maybe a small playwriting festival mm -hmm. um, with other schools. I mean, that's long term. 
but this is a nice way to start. Absolutely. Yeah. How exciting. Um, the work never stops because you do have a spring musical, as you yes. mentioned earlier, slated for the end of March and beginning of April. Yes. What can you tell us about it? Well, first off, auditions are on um, Sunday, February 12th at mm -hmm. 1230 in okay. the theater lab which is room 147 of Red Skelton. We just asked people to bring part of a musical piece uh, that's about 16 to 32 bars. Mm -hmm. And then um, we'll have a script available up at the front desk from now on if they'd like to read the play. Mm -hmm. um, it's called the Rainbow Fish Musical. Oh, so fine. it's based on the book. Mm -hmm. And it should be a lot of fun, a lot of color, um, a lot of dance, a lot of singing. But mm -hmm you don't necessarily have to be a great dancer or singer because it's all a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to it. And that's going to be um, March 31st and April 1st and 2nd. Okay. That, yeah, that is a great popular book. So yes. it'll be fun to see that on stage. As far as who can audition, it's not just theater majors, is yeah, it? That's true. Everybody can audition. Anybody who is associated with the campus. And then we invite the public to we will usually opt for students first if, mm -hmm. if it makes sense. Of course. But um, we have worked with um, folks who are from the public in Vincennes in the area too, mm -hmm. and it's been a great experience for them and the and the students. Well, great. So yeah, I encourage everyone come on out yeah. if you uh, feel like you want to audition. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm sure you're already working on future productions. Yes. Those selections. Um, how is that going? Well, we have. Um, the musical for the fall, we're, I can't officially say it yet because we're Top still- Top secret information yeah, yeah. still. We're still waiting to get the official yes from the company, mm -hmm. but it'll be something that everyone will recognize and love because it's based on a series of books. Oh, nice. And um, so hopefully that'll be something fun and we'll get a, maybe a lot of students to audition who aren't mm -hmm. necessarily majors just because it's fun. Um, we're still in the process of finalizing the rest of the season mm -hmm. um, because we'll still have some of the writers that we have who wrote in fear. Mm -hmm. We're hoping maybe to figure out a time during the year to do another original piece, mm -hmm. um, potentially something maybe a little longer this time. Okay. And um, that might be during the school year. It might be during the summer even. Um, so we're going to just kind of see what what works out. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So we'll have some uh, big, big announcements coming. I soon. hope so. Yeah. That's great. Um, I know each person has their own journey in life, of Absolutely. course. Um, when theater students graduate from Vincent University, what is usually their next step? Well, it's a wide range mm -hmm. because sometimes they don't necessarily go into theater. Mm -hmm. But what's great about a theater degree is because of all the things that they go through, all the people they meet, all the challenges they have to face, they usually come out stronger mm -hmm. and um, more mature adults right. who are ready to take on whatever. Um, we're moving more towards um, having more students, especially now that COVID's over, right. um, moving into doing the transfer. Mm -hmm. um, we have a student um, and potentially we'll have some more next year at uh, ISU. Nice. And we've had students go to USI also. Um, but also, you know, it's a, it's a neat transition into sometimes our students get no, another degree. We mm -hmm. have some students who are doing both theater and education. And wow. we have students yeah. who have done 
the trifecta of broadcasting theater and audio recording. Absolutely. <laughs> which Absolutely. is a great combination because it allows them to work in almost any field mm -hmm. that deals with kind of live and recorded um, performance. Okay. All right. Well, a lot going on at Vincent's University Theater. We can't wait to see Fear and the Spring Musical as well. And if you visit our website, vincentspbs.org, we have the full production lineup for the Vincent University Theater Department, as well as links to find out more about the academic program. Well, the Vincent University campus isn't the only host of theatrical offerings in our community. If you take a stroll in downtown Vincennes, you'll come across a historic building where a group of dedicated citizens are serving their community through the performing arts. Senior reporter Dave Foster and photojournalist Dave Novak take us inside the Old Town Players. One day maybe I'll study y'all's language so I can speak it to impress my friends back home. <laughs> they would fall out. Listen, would you mind saying something to me in British? In British? But that's what I've... Uh, Bond, James Bond. <laughs> okay. For over 25 years, there have been a lot of Knox Countyans perform on Broadway. We don't mean the one in New York, but the one here at home on the corner of North 5th, just down from the post office in Vincennes. The Old Town Players Theater and Arts Center opened in 1996 in a former church. In addition to providing some entertainment for the area, as well as an outlet for folks who like to work on stage and behind the scenes, its purpose is to provide an arts facility for the community. We do musicals, we do dramas, we do comedies, but we've also, the facility's been used for weddings. Uh, we've had, had funerals here. We've uh, had uh, beauty contests, baby contests, um, uh, uh, memorial services, a lot of different things here. So we, we consider, although we're primarily community theater, we consider ourselves an arts center. The community is welcome to use the building. It can be rented, or sometimes the facilities are donated for the aforementioned events. It wasn't always here on Broadway. The group, which started in the 1970s, performed in parks, churches, business offices, the historic Fort Knightley Club in Vincennes, and an old feed store. In the 1980s, the group's headquarters was based in what became known as Blackburn Theater. Bought the Blackburn on the first street for a long time. Uh, it was an old building. Uh, they were kind enough to let us be there, but uh, there were holes in the ceiling, and there was, it's rain. We got... You could hardly hear the dialogue from the water hitting the buckets. Um, and the heating wasn't great and, and very, very small, but it was a beginning. Then, in 1996, Old Town Players was able to purchase the building on Broadway with help from the community and businesses. The building was built in 1913 and was the home of the First Baptist Church. The church sold it after building and moving to a new facility. Vicki Puffer, who has been with Old Town Players since almost the beginning, attended church here as a child and she has an even more personal connection with the theater. My great-grandfather, Herman Miller, helped build this facility. Um, so he and the gentleman of the church, they didn't have a lot of contractors back then, the, the gentleman of the church built it. A few years later, during some renovations to the stage, a worker found documentation of great-grandpa Miller's contribution. And he found a board um, underneath it that said that that level had been installed by men of the church on such and such date and listed all of their names. And so we, we took that and had that framed and it hangs in the entryway of our, of our building. 
So it was just a real treat to find that. Old Town Players is a nonprofit and is operated and governed totally by volunteers, from its board to the stagehands to the people operating concessions. Its people are at the heart of the organization. Like any volunteer organization, donations of time and money are always needed. And this historic building is needing some TLC. They're trying to address some things this winter when the performance schedule is halted. We need to totally rewire the building. Uh, we've got part of the work done. Uh, we're waiting on our contractor to get started on the get. Hopefully in the next two months when we're down, we can get a lot of that done. Uh, we got some exterior work that recently happened. Uh, part of the eave came off and we've got to kind of fix, clean that up and fix it up. Uh, we've got, uh, we had, uh, the interest isn't real pretty right now because we had a water line break. All of those issues, including getting a new furnace, have come up in the last few months. And with a new season coming, they're working to keep the building up to welcome audiences in 2023. Well, I'm afraid you might have uh, misunderstood my intentions this evening. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm real good at reading people. First City Focus was told that the public responds best to comedies, and they'll continue to bring those to the stage. We retreated to a rehearsal with actors Kathy Mooney, Jack and Charmin Mahoney, and Phyllis Workman, who are just a handful of people who volunteer their time and talent to the theater. Phyllis told us it's a wonderful place to meet and make lifelong friends. She's been a part of over two dozen productions over the years. She believes a community with community theater filled with performers and spectators is a place that thrives. I think it can be the heart of the community. You've got your friends up on stage doing something maybe you would never choose to do, but you're enjoying watching them do something they love to do. And it just gets, brings the community together. Steve and Vicki agree that organizations like these are vital to cities like Vincennes, which is always looking to attract more people, industry, business, and economic development. I know that one of the things they look for is a well-rounded community because the people that they would bring in are going to be looking for things to do. They're going to be looking for enrichment for um, their children. And so having a community theater shows that and other active arts endeavors that we do in the community shows that we are very active and very aware of the important role that arts play in an, a, a viable community. Very good, madam. There is no experience necessary to be involved in the Old Town Players. You just need a heart for your community and a willingness to do the best you can. They welcome people from all walks of life and all ages. Their next production is Four Weddings and an Elvis. Auditions are later this month, and the shows will be held in April. For First City Focus and photojournalist Dave Novak, I'm Dave Foster. Information on auditions, showtimes, volunteering, and donating to the Old Town Players is available on their website and Facebook pages. You'll find those links on our website, vincennespbs.org. Well, nestled in southern Indiana is a family who knows a thing or two about sweets. It's a talent they've been cultivating for more than 132 years. News Director Shalina Barker gives you a look inside this historic candy shop just blocks from the Ohio River. Most people like a little sweet treat every now and then. And a family in southern Indiana has made fulfilling that need their life's mission. The rewards of satisfying people coming in here and enjoying the business is what we feed on and what we're trying to do. 
Warren and Jill Schimpf are the current owners of Schimpf's Confectionery in Jeffersonville, Indiana, right in the heart of the city's historic downtown district. The candy store also has one major claim to fame. It's been in operation for more than 130 years. Uh, my grandfather and great-grandfather started this business in 1891, April 11th, 1891. So this year we'll be celebrating, uh, what is it, 130 two years of business in April. What originally began in one building has since expanded into three buildings, where the Shimps and their hardworking employees make candy, lead tours, and even operate a museum. During the candy store's many changes over the years, the Shimp family has been there every step of the way. Warren and his wife Jill are a part of the fourth generation of owners. Jill and I bought the business in 1990 when it had to be sold after my aunt and cousin died. They'd been the owners uh, since the, uh, the 50s and so on. So uh, we bought the business and kept it in the family. And then we expanded it into the building here, adding the museum that you see behind us here, the demonstration area where we make candy. And uh, we added that in 2000. And in 2017, we bought the building, the third building on the other side. And so we have a three building complex here, much more than what my grandfather and great grandfather ever thought about it. The new additions to the store have only further cemented the store's value to the community by adding a new component, the ability to get an up-close look at the confectionery's candy-making process. And I'm very happy that on this side, I remember those iron bars in the place, because if I hadn't, well, I'd be sharing that candy with the floor, and that's not much fun. As you can see, some of that cinnamon oil doesn't like to do what it's been told to do. So we scoop it right up and put it right back into the candy. Now the true antique around this place is this table I'm working on. It's 131 years old, just like the store itself. What you're watching is the making of one of Shimp Confectionery's biggest sellers, Red Hots. While you can buy them year-round, their special heart-shaped Red Hots are especially popular this time of year. The treats can't be made without the help of staff, and Warren and Jill say working at the confectionery is almost a rite of passage of its own. We say that people here in Jeffersonville, almost everybody's worked at Chimps at one point or another. <laughs> it's a rite of passage, so to That's speak. That's <laughs> right. We've had families in here with four generations. Four generations of staff to rival the Shimp family's own legacy. Warren and Jill say honoring their family's history is part of what drives them to continue to push the boundaries of what's possible with the store. We say every day also, we, you know, the family's looking down on us. And, uh, to be able to say that we did this, this gives me great pleasure to know that we've expanded it and We've expanded the legacy, expanded the history, uh, and we had the wherewithal to do it. Uh, we didn't have kids to send to college, so we, this has been our baby. The Shimp family says that while they hope their treats bring a smile to your face, they want even more for them to bolster a special feeling in your heart. One thing that really makes the day for us is when somebody comes in and says, 
thank you for keeping the business alive. People have stopped in. They walked the bridge. They didn't know we were here. They were walking down Spring Street. They came in and and it reminded them of their past and the history that's here, the, the accoutrements around that keep, uh, that bring back smells, that bring back memories, visual things, seeing a candy box that has a special meaning. Reporting for First City Focus, I'm Shalina Barker. Warren and Jill Schimpf don't have any direct heirs to pass their family business down to, so they say it will be transferred to their cousins when the time comes. In addition to treats, the candy store also has a museum that chronicles not only the Schimpf family, but the history of candy around the U.S. As everyone in southern Indiana knows, if you don't like the weather, just wait a few days and it will change. And as January 25th marked the 45th anniversary of the blizzard of 78 in our area, snowstorm Cassandra did come to visit us as she was passing through. Thankfully, it was nothing like the blizzard of 78, but it did produce the largest snowflakes I've ever seen in my lifetime. Let's take a look at the winter wonderland that stuck around for a few days. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for spring. That's all we have for this edition of First City Focus. For all of the great staff we have here at Vincent's PBS, I'm Nicole Carey. Join us again next week. First City Focus is supported in part by Good Samaritan a regional health care center offering a variety of services from primary care to same-day joint replacement surgery and more. Good Samaritan, online at gshvin.org. Duke Energy, powering the lives of its customers and communities, online at dukeenergy.com. And by Vincent's PBS members. Thank you.